Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Tatooine Sons family. This is David. Today's episode is a conversation about the world introduced in the John Wick movies and why these films are more than just your run-of-the-mill action flicks. Did I say that right? You did. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Enough. Thanks for listening. This <laughs> is Tatooine Sons. It's true. It's true. Was the name of the Porg on the Millennium Falcon? Force is strong in my family. What do you think his name is? <laughs> it's a big moment. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Maybe Turbis? Do or do not. There is no try. Turbis? Pablo, if you're listening to this live stream, that Porg's name is now Turbis. It's a good Star Wars name. We're not done yet. These guys recorded an awesome podcast called Tatooine Sons. Everybody was fit. What was the last one? Resurrections. Resurrections, that's right, came out. But The Matrix kind of started this entire shift in action movies, kind of into the world building mm-hmm. uh, piece of it. Which universe do you guys think is more interesting to you, The Matrix or John Wick? I'll start with you, Sam. I mean, it's not even a competition in my mind. Really? Go no, not even close. Yeah, The Matrix. Really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, John Wick's great. And I think for. No, I'm not talking about the, the movies. I'm talking no, about the I know, world. I know. Building. I'm talking okay. about for what the movies are, I think the world is way more interesting than usual. But I'm in in world building in general between those two. The Matrix is so far more interesting, in my opinion. Just okay. I I love the dystopian aspect of it when you've got like things building into it even more, like the Animatrix and stuff, uh, expanding on that world. Weird. It is weird. It is very weird. I'm not denying that. But I find the world of the Matrix uh, way more interesting. It's it's in the future, but set in the 90s. At the same time, you know, I think that's awesome. Okay, what about you? Yeah, I'd have to say The Matrix, just because the world that The Matrix has become has become such an icon, just the world itself. I mean, so many times people are like, are we living in a simulation? That's the world that The Matrix built. John Wick... It's very interesting, you know, the Continental, the High Table, the, the 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 rules of the assassins. All of that's very interesting. It started growing in the second movie, kind of took a backseat in the third one. I'm sure it's going to be a front and center in this fourth one. So we don't have all that story yet. So ask me again, maybe in a, a month. But uh, for now, yeah, definitely, I'd say The Matrix. What would you say? I really like the openness right now 
of the world in John Wick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I lived through the original Matrix trilogy and the Animatrix and all the speculation about the world. And they were throwing in, you know, games. They were throwing in all these things. And so they were filling out the world, mm-hmm. right? So the mm-hmm. world building is done that way in the Matrix. But the fact that John Wick exists in this universe, um, it, when I say this, I'm like, it's supposed to exist in our universe, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And there, these assassins are all around us. And you've got these this it's, hotel chain. And it's like this organized it business. Is, yeah. And, and all of this stuff. And yet we don't have details. Mm-hmm. We know just a little bit about all of these things makes the world so much more vast to learn from. So I enjoy yeah, that part fair. of this. Yeah. Um, the, the learning of the world of John Wick is, is enticing. For and sure. I think, you know, we haven't gotten that kind of world in this style of action movie before. No. I mean, well, even even like nobody, we love nobody, and it, it kind of had an interesting world to it. You know, the 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 what did they call them? Cleaners or something like that. Um, you know, this super auditors. super secret. Um, they were the auditors. Auditors, yeah, 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 getting in and cleaning stuff. Super interesting, but that's about it. You know, we didn't get much more outside of that to get us interested in the world. John Wick it dropped you in the middle of it and gave you just enough to get you interested and to follow the story. So for what these movies are being, I think the world is, is far better than usual. Mm-hmm. BB what makes the, the John Wick film, John Wick films different from other action films? I don't know. There's just this, this sense of a genuine like story to it. You know, you go into each movie and due to the fact that these three movies take place, what we can assume is basically over a few days uh, so far um, from the first movie to the third one. Think about it. This, this, these all take place pretty, pretty close, close together. I wouldn't know about days, but within a few weeks of each other, probably. Yeah, for sure. So that aspect of that, that thrill, you know, at the end of two, he's not allowed to be in, he's not an assassin anymore. I forget what the word that they use is, but, um, he's not allowed in the continentals anymore. He's about to be hunted, hunted by all of these assassins. That world gave you this point of being like, okay, well I want to see the next one now to understand what's going to happen then and see what, how he deals with all of that. And, and now we kind of got to this, this end of this like first trilogy is what it feels like. And now we're wondering where does, where does it go from here? Obviously in the fourth one, he's trying to, get out he's trying to leave this assassin world and just kind of live a normal life with his dog finally um <laughs> this is the whole reason you love these movies i know the dog all the, the, the dog all the, they want for, all he wants is to just to go live a peaceful life with his dog right and that's totally the way you would yes you would for sure so i do like the <laughs> the aspect of there's genuine stakes to each one of these movies for sure so sam you brought up nobody um great a little movie. bit earlier which great. is a great yeah. movie and you know you've got similar styles right mm-hmm. in nobody mm-hmm. and john wick and bullet train even mm-hmm. and john and john wick you know this this high impact super violent action you know movie where they just drop you in the middle of a yeah. story and you have to figure it out um what do you what do you think makes john wick films different and and you know do those films compare in some ways to the same style or or or, or what do you think about well that? in some ways it took, takes itself a little less seriously. I think that's really what made nobody work was it definitely didn't take itself too seriously. And that's part of the fun. Same with bullet train. Bullet train was even less serious than nobody. Um, but John wick, you know, it has some of the humor, but it also, it's kind of a grander story than most action movies. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I, I'm trying to think of a, like a cliche action movie. Um, you know, I haven't watched the movies like Rambo or, mm. or, or anything like that, but you know, those are your, your, your really serious, um, kind of movies where from my limited knowledge, Rambo wasn't a character or hadn't existed in the world before the first movie, right? He was then inducted in the first movie. movie wasn't even called Rambo. It was just first blood. <laughs> right. And then he, he became the character of Rambo in that movie and John wick, John wick is already this legend. This, this right. Baba Yaga, right? A boogeyman. Um, and there's already this established world. Same with nobody. Same with, um, bullet train. And you've been talking about that. It drops us in the middle of the story. So it's more interesting. It feels like even after this movie is done, there's still more to learn. You know, what do you compare? What do you think about comparing this, these, these movies that we've been talking about with like the red movies? Remember uh, red? You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. What, do you feel like those fit into the same genre here or do they try to, to, or, to, to tell too much of the background and the stories and kind of, uh, I think that's one of the things that, you know, you, you get too many flashback scenes and, and stuff think, like that. I think those movies were playing into a novelty and that's all mm-hmm. it was. It was some old, you know, a, a, a star studded cast of older actors playing old, yeah, like the expendables as well. Right. Like those movies. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 that was your shtick, your, your, your nuance to it. Right. And the novelty. And that's what you played off of. It was mm-hmm. great. And it nailed the novelty perfectly. Similar to, um, violent night honestly okay that was your novelty it was a santa in an action movie it nailed it it was fun enough but it didn't leave the same feeling as john wick nobody poultry where you're like oh i want to learn more about this world i mean it was just santa another like, time when i could feel like I, I felt like this was after i watched born identity for the first time uh, because okay. born identity yeah. really did just put you into this section and that's the point of those movies you're trying to learn with jason Bourne, like what the deal is with with uh the mystery there the the, the mystery yeah mm-hmm. Treadstone, Treadstone. I can't that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, but you're trying to learn that mystery behind it, and after the first movie, you really don't know anything. Second movie, even you you learn you learn some of it, but it's that third movie when you really find out everything about Treadstone. So I kind of felt like that with along with this. There was a world established. There was, but the world was the plot device for this. And this yeah. one, it's just. This is the world. John Wick is the character that you're focused yeah. on. So. Yeah. You know, let's talk a little bit more about the actual world, not just the world building and the differences on this. You know, so in this in this storyline, in the world of John Wick, you have an origin story for this group of assassins, right? Where they talk all the way back to, you know, the um, Arabic word mm. for hashish and, and the, the original meaning of the word assassins. They, this organization goes all the way back to those times right. um, with this. You've got this this high table of uh, this council of elders or whatever that are making all the decisions and they're ruling and you're also going to have people vying for seats on the table and, and all of these siblings things. for seats on the yeah, table. Yeah, in the second yeah. movie specifically. And then and then you have these hotel chains, right? Was, <laughs> the Continental, yeah. which is like these the, the, these places where you can go and, and you get information, you get pro- items you need and all of this, but it's also a safe haven. Right. Um, which they really emphasize, I think, in the second movie don't they yes yeah, so for sure because he did he, he uh he killed that guy in the continental and that's what set him on, on that third movie right and you've got the, the gold coins mm-hmm. and the markers and how you these rules what do you think about the idea of these 
horrible people. Let's just be honest here. Yeah. Everybody associated with this group Mm -hmm. in John Wick are horrible, evil (laughs) people. Especially if you kill someone's dog. And yet you have rules. It's honor among thieves. Yeah. Yeah. Concept. Talk a little bit about the world and and how that plays into it with the rules and stuff like that. Definitely the most interesting part of this movie when I first started watching it was the Continental. Was that kind of safe haven Mm. sanctuary part? And it is used as a plot device a lot in these movies. I mean, in the second one, I think as well, somebody tries to um, assassinate John Wick in his hotel room. And that was that was the first one. That that was in the first one. That was the first one. Okay, with the chick, and they do they get executed for it. So it's it's used as kind of this point of stepping into this world of of rules and and honor. Like Sammy said, honor among thieves. There's a lot of even assassins kind of need class uh, every now and then. And so this being the ability for them to regroup and kind of get to this point, because there's it feels like a slight mutual respect between all assassins in that career path. And so this continental kind of allows them all to, to relax and not worry about the day to day life of, of being an assassin. They get to <laughs> actually set up and prep for what their next hit is going to be. And so continental was always a super interesting part. And apparently they have good, uh, dog boarding. we found that. out. <laughs> what do you think about this world and all of the rules and the, the, the protocols and everything else that are associated with it? Yeah. I mean like without rules, you have nothing but like chaos, right? You know, you, you have, have this group of highly skilled individuals who could kill anyone basically at a moment's notice, right? If you want to run an organized organization, you <laughs> got to implement some serious rules because these guys clearly already are okay with bending the rules. Killing's not legal, you know. <laughs> They're already not. Uh, don't have a problem with that. Um, so this is clearly a business in a way, right? They, they are their guns for hire. Every business has to have rules to be run by. And so it's cool that even like assassins agree to follow rules. And a large part of that is they get a lot of resources for it. They have mm-hmm. access to these safe places, right? These sanctuaries. They have access to an amazing armory of just about the anything. Somaliers, which yeah. are actually gun runners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, two suit uh, tailors who can make bulletproof right. suits. You know, it's this network of resources that they get access to as long as they follow the rules and pay the fees and all that. Right. That's awesome. So, you know, you talked to BB Nate, you talked a lot about the Continental um, mm-hmm. and how much you enjoy that. You know, we I, it hasn't gotten a lot. I know it's gotten press. People mm-hmm. are aware of it, but there's actually like a, a mini series there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out about the Continental. And from what I understand, they're going to all be individual like mini movies or, mm-hmm. anthology, or whatever, stories kind anthology stories or whatever. But they're going to be set in the 1970s. So, so you're going to have of, okay. you're going to have Winston, a young version of Winston. That you're going to have great. a young. I can't remember the uh, the. The concierge, um, the concierge, basically. yeah. That uh, what his name is. Um, I don't remember, I think he, he might just be called the concierge. No, I no, he has a name. Um, but he's there's going to be a young version of him. You're going to see cool. these hotels all around the world. You might see, see young John Wick. Wick. Well, now they're saying right now that that's not going to be. That's the not going to be the okay. case. Uh, he's I don't want way that. too young. Yeah, um, that would he's like that. 17 year old John um, Wick <laughs> with this. I hope he had at least a normal like teenage life or something. Jeez. <laughs> <I hope. laughs> what do you think? Of, what are you thinking about them like expanding into a into a new series? And, and setting it so far back, I mean, you know, as someone who was born in the mid seventies, um, it pains me to say that this is set basically fifty years ago. 
mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with this. Um, <laughs> what do you be, What do you think about that? I'm I'm excited to see it. You know that this this kind of hustle and bustle of the continental and talking about like this the the way it runs more because we know the basic rules of it but we don't understand how it actually runs how everything works and so being able to see that's going to be really interesting wonder if we kind of see some like ideas of how these hits work and see if we see some drama inside of the continental maybe we see the genuine part of where the rule took place that you cannot uh, have take any business down in the continental okay. due to a part that happens in this miniseries. That'd, That'd be an be cool. interesting concept. Hmm. But over, I'm just excited to see more of this hotel, more of these stories. It's going to be really interesting. And we have a spinoff movie coming off uh, up. Um, another movie, another spinoff movie of John Wick, a ballerina. Oh, really? I didn't um, connect that. So that's going to be, and John Wick is going to be in that as a side character. Do we know so. anything more about that? Movie? Uh, I know you that. Know? Uh, the main chick from Knives Out, the first one, is going to be the main character. I don't remember. Oh, name, but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diarmis. D- yes, or she's going to be. Yeah, she's going to be the main character. Uh, she did great in Bond. Yeah, she did. She really like That's the right. five seconds she was in. No, but she did great. But in she that. did great. So she was like an audition. Probably. Yeah, she's going to yeah. be the main character in Ballerina, and John Wick is going to be a part of that movie. So. What do you think about the Continental series, Sam? Oh, I'm super excited for it. You know, the 70s, that's a fun... I don't know if you can really say fun. <laughs> it, it, but is a, it, it is, is a cool era. era to set it in, yeah. you know? there's You got the nostalgia-ish aspect of it, right? Um, but there's also... You can have some interesting political dialogue in it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a pretty tumultuous time for America. Was that the right word? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising. Um, no, I'm surprised too. Um, but supposedly you can see, (laughs) um, but you can see what the assassin world was doing behind the scenes during all. Yeah. That'd be fun to tie it into some uh, political stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The the cold war, the Nixon Watergate stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you could tie it into the aftermath of the Kennedy assassination. I was wondering if they were going to cover up. Is that, was that the assassin? They, right. That would be a fun story to right. tell. I just don't know if they would. It might be a little too controversial to try to talk to like bring in because this is a fictional world and they're bringing in real life stuff. That'd be fun to so, do. They did it in uh, X Men, and they worked. I know they did it in yeah. X Men. So I think they could do. It. I would like that. I, I would like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So you guys realize that they're they're talking that this is supposed to release sometime this year. There's also talking about this, the uh, the Sisterhood show is supposed to release this year. We need for, for some new. trailers or something. We need some. We need like a, an HBO Max a day, like they do with Disney Plus. The Disney Plus <laughs> day. We need an HBO Max one. All we really need is the Dune trailer. Yes, the Penguin trailer. The Penguin trailer. Oh, we need it all. You know, <laughs> just we need give, an HBO Max. We need an HBO Max day. I am your father. I'm sure you picked up on the fact that uh, we recorded this conversation about John Wick before we learned of the news that Lance Riddick, who played the concierge, uh, Sharon, in the John Wick franchise, passed away due to natural causes last week at the age of 60. Uh, As I've taken some time uh, to think about this, I find it interesting how lightly we treat death in our film franchises but how significant and heavy death is in real life. This weekend, millions of fans of the John Wick franchise will head to the theaters and the on-screen violence and death will be at times overwhelming. And we'll all react uh, to certain moments. We'll cringe at times um, at the way things go down. But we are seeing death in this setting as a form of entertainment. Meanwhile, we should do well um, to take a few minutes and just step back 
and think about the passing of Lance Riddick and remember that in the real world, death is inevitable and anything but entertainment. Thank you for listening to Tatooine Sons, a pop culture podcast. Um, if you missed it last week, we threw up a bonus reaction episode to Shazam Fury of the Gods uh, that is available both on YouTube as a video and on the podcast app. So make sure you check that out. Next week is a special episode um, in our normal cadence of episodes where BB Nate is interviewing Brandon Proctor. Brandon Proctor is a legend in sound editing in the film space. Uh, he was nominated for an Academy Award for Black Panther. He did Black uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Thor Love and Thunder. He did the A Quiet Place movies. He did uh, the Creed, original uh, Creed movie. So, so it's a really great conversation. It's amazing to me when I listen back on that conversation that they had, how many people that do sound in film were inspired to get involved in that space because of Star Wars films. So we'll talk about that. Nathan will have that conversation. It's a lot of fun. Please uh, follow the show on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on right now. We're available on all of the different apps, so make sure that you uh, follow and subscribe or whatever your app does. If it has a rating and review system in that app, please give us a rating and review. That is how you tell the app that this show is good and that they should promote it and put it in the feed um, as a suggestion for other people. So if you enjoy this show, that's one of the most important things that you can do and easiest things that you can do to help us get the word out about the show. Follow us on our social media, uh, Twitter, on Facebook, uh, YouTube, whatever uh, social media you find that you prefer to interact on. We'd love to have you engaging with us there. And then share this episode with others, especially if they're big fans of the John Wick franchise. We would love for them to have a chance to listen to this. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Of course, may the force be with you always. This party's over. Don't get technical with me. Join, please. Yep, yep. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.